Hey, this is Alex Kola, and you are listening to another episode of the Go To Market Mastery Podcast. Today, we have a very, very interesting topic. All of you know it if you are a decision maker, full LinkedIn inboxes and irrelevant messages from irrelevant people. And that is why we are talking about LinkedIn outreach done right with our guest, Diego Sosa. Enjoy the episode. If you can't learn how to close, you better start thinking about another career. And I am deadly serious about that. The reason for the call today, John, is something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. If you have 60 seconds, I'd like to share the idea with you. Hello, Diego. <laughs> hey, Alex. Hello. How's it going? How's it going? Absolutely brilliant. Very, very excited to be here. It's a, it's an honor, Alex. Yes, it's uh, the pleasure is on my side. And uh, I already always have like the most interesting pre-podcast chats. Um, and I think you uh, named something really cool. Um, you said you met uh, or meeting your girlfriend was like LinkedIn outbound. And that is basically the topic we are talking about today. Uh, so like basically LinkedIn outreach done right. Because let's be honest, um, I rarely get any good LinkedIn outbound, but rather just cadencing. And that is why uh, we are doing this episode today, because I think you studied it. You are in the game quite well. And we basically want to teach people how it's done right. But before that, um, you need to teach me a bit more about yourself and uh, start by introducing yourself and share a bit more about your career and what you're currently doing. Thanks, Alex. First of all, disclaimer, I did not meet my girlfriend via LinkedIn, but I met her like <laughs> like you should be doing. It. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. just for everybody listening. Did, did I say link? Did I said via LinkedIn? No, no, you did. You didn't. Just for people. Yeah. To <laughs> okay. <laughs> like LinkedIn outbound. You compared like it. Yeah, LinkedIn, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so my name is Diego. I live in the most beautiful city in the world, in my opinion. Alex, I think you share this opinion in Vienna. I share it. Yes, nice. And I have the pleasure to work for Sales Playbook. It's, it's, it's a real honor. My sales career started actually by accident. Uh, I was too lazy, but that's maybe a different story. So I moved to Vienna. I was looking for a job and I had to pay the bills. And I took the first offer and it was for a software company. I was a sales rep at a software company. And I really liked software. I was always excited about it, but I didn't like sales. I never imagined that I would be a salesperson. And over time, I understood that it's a lot about psychology and psychology is super interesting that you can actually have momentum that you can have, you know, influence over decisions. And that really got me excited. So I, I dug myself into it. I worked myself up, uh, sales rep, outbound, inbound, all the things, account management. Then I became head of sales and did a lot of go to market basically. And after two years at that company, I switched to sales playbook. And since then I'm building and scaling sales for, in my opinion, the most exciting startups in Dach. Yes, uh, and I already like. I think the first episode of the Go to Market Mastery podcast was with the founder of uh, Sales Playbooks, Manuel. I think like at the same time where you joined the, the company, um, we did the podcast. So yeah, very very interesting. Um, but yeah, you said um, you ended up in a go to market function or basically in sales out of pure laziness. Um, tell me more about that and what you did before. <laughs> so I before that I studied. Uh, I studied in Spain, in Göttingen in Germany, and in Italy. Uh, I studied basically uh, economics and management. And 
what I realized was that nothing that almost nothing, you know, that I learned there actually prepared me for the job market. And I was, you know, I didn't want to search for a job and write so much like a cover letter and all these vectors of information that you get asked for, and then just to receive a uh, a rejection letter. So what I said is on LinkedIn, I, I hacked it basically for me. I, I speak Spanish from house. My father speaks Spanish with me every every time. So I decided to, in the keyword function, I said, hey, somebody that they're looking that that speaks Spanish and uh, with the easy apply function, right? So there's, that's the thing on LinkedIn. You can click it. So you don't have to uh, send all your thing, all your information. And so I just sent this out like a hundred times and I got one person who texted me back and said, hey, you want to work? <laughs> want to come to us in Vienna? And I said, sure, let's do it. So that's the lazy story, basically. That is really, really interesting. But yeah, um, and now you're uh, in a pretty interesting company, actually. Um, sometimes I'm even jealous because one side of me says, okay, uh, I want to look in all those startup sales. But um, yeah, I work in a really, really cool company as well. So uh, never mind. Um, but yeah, we're talking about LinkedIn outreach. Um, and I think this is something you came up with and I always have like um, podcast meetings where we basically discuss it. And we were so quick in in, in like selecting this topic because um, I said, hey, where are you an expert? What do you want to talk about? And you said, yeah, um, LinkedIn outreach is one. And I said, yeah, really like we need to do this for the world, for all the decision makers and for all the sellers as well. So um, why is it so important in your opinion? to be on LinkedIn as a go-to-market professional? Okay, great question. So I heard this quote once. It's They said, companies have a go-to-market strategy, but they don't have a go-to-network strategy. And LinkedIn is the biggest network platform out there. So for a sales professional, one of the assets that you take with you, or even as a, as a go-to-market professional, is your network, right? It's your track record, like what have you achieved, and what's your network? And... Uh, most people don't have a strategy for this. They, you know, they basically network locally, the people that they know, and they expect this to happen by coincidence. But you can actually take these steps into your own hand. You can build a network and you can grow it over time. And you can become a thought leader, a real you know, driver of innovation. You can put your face out there and people will recognize you. They will remember you. So for me, you know, 2024 and beyond, let's see when, when this ends. Social media and recognition, authority, trust building are the absolute assets that you should be building. And, you know, network networking, LinkedIn is, is the place to go. Absolutely. And you mentioned it that it's on one part is like, of course, like reaching out. But you uh, talk now about like, like posting. Would you say it's like when you reach out on LinkedIn and use it as an outbound channel, you should also post because then otherwise it doesn't add any value. 100%. I mean, you can reach out to somebody and you have no trust. Nobody knows who you are, what you do. You can claim to be, you know, CEO or whatever. That's it. But what actually gives you the recognition is your track record on LinkedIn. So what are you speaking about? You know, are you speaking about everything and everywhere? Then you cannot be an expert on a certain field. But if you have a niche, if you talk about something very good and people actually recognize the value, that's your that's your CV, you know. That's your cover letter. That's what people will remember. They say, once I have this issue, let's say about LinkedIn outbound, uh, who am I going to go to? And then you are the key person of influence. So, are you personally also like getting a lot of inbound currently um, because of like your LinkedIn presence? I don't get inbound directly. Uh, some some people message me. I started my LinkedIn journey, let's say six months ago. But 
in sales playbook, we have this defined, we have different roles. So for me, it's not about lead generation. In my own profile, when I work with clients, yes, we do this. But in my own profile, it's more about awareness of, you know, of thought leadership about what we talk about. So uh, Manuel is much more about sales centric, right? I'm more about the strategy and the, the trends in the market. And over time, I think these things will converge. So people understand that sales playbook has multiple dimensions of knowledge and expertise. And that's why, let's say, I don't get the inbound uh, right away. But for me, that's not even the key metric I, I try to improve. <clears throat> and um, like just before we talk about like building the profile, because we will first talk about like building an initial profile before we go into, into like, okay, how do we really like get people to reply and do effective reach out? Um, why do you think like so many sales professionals now fail so many decision makers annoyed about linkedin inbox not even look at it anymore um and why do most people basically fail when sending on linkedin great question i think there's a monumental shift going on in the outbound world and i think people are starting to wake up to it we have clients that say yeah but listen i don't even accept meetings on linkedin why should this work with you so people are becoming very aware of it the notion used to be in outbound about a competition for the inbox, right? So I saw this literally just today. Somebody says, I help you reach inboxes. So you have all these things, email deliverability, you have uh, LinkedIn, inbox, blah, blah, blah. And the problem is that the cost of accessing one inbox is virtually zero. So you have a huge rise in lead gen agencies. They've come, you know, from the ground up, every SDR starts to build up a new lead gen agency. They buy a LinkedIn automation tool. They buy maybe lists or search them via sales navigator, import them in the tool, and then they blast out the same message to everybody. And the thing is, you can have the best message in the world. You can have an urgent point. But since you get 10, 20 messages a day as a decision maker, you're simply, your brain starts to, you start to eliminate the noise, right? You don't even look at the messages anymore. It's just too much. It's too much stress. And so at the moment, we're actually battling for attention. Everybody is trying to get the attention of the decision maker. And I believe the attention starts somewhere else. I think the attention is shifted now towards the newsfeed. And that's where you actually have to build the authority first. And then you could go out and reach somebody. For a disclaimer, it still works. You can still reach out reach people with messages but it has to be really good it has to be at the right time it has to be an urgent problem and you have to be lucky nowadays cool absolutely uh, thanks for the great high level summary but um like let's go step by step to it so first i want to say okay we are a rep now i'm a rep at a company just starting out in sales and i hear this podcast and diego said hey you need to be on linkedin yeah um how do i know build my profile so what elements are in an effective LinkedIn profile um, and how do basically I set myself up for success? Great question. So first of all, you have to have a North Star metric. You want to have a certain key metric that you analyze over time and you see if you're improving. And it's not impressions, it's not engagement. In my opinion, it is the profile view. And I've talked about this with other experts. They say the same thing because your profile is your landing page. That's where you have the chance to present your value proposition. So the most important thing of a LinkedIn profile is the banner. People appear there, they have five seconds maybe, and then they leave. If they don't understand what your banner, on your banner, what you do and who you help, they're gone and you know, 
you lost your chance. People will not remember you. So what I recommend is the following. Either you have a clear strategy of where you want to send the person to. So this is the funnel strategy. Somebody uh, comes on my, on my profile and I want to lead them to an event maybe that we're hosting. I want to lead them to a community that we're building, to a newsletter. Then my banner should be optimized for that. I should be saying, hey, come to this community, come to this event, link below. And then you go through there. If you do not have that, you have to showcase, again, what you do, for who you do it, and with whom you've done it. So basically, you're saying that you need a call to action on your profile. You need a clear call to banner. And ideally, it's not your meeting link. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why would you say that doesn't work? I think if you have a lot of authority, because you mentioned if you're just a sales rep starting now, you have a lot of authority, then people will value it and they will give you 30 minutes of their time because they see that you've achieved certain results for other people. If you're a sales rep, people dread going on a meeting with you sometimes because they think that you might be a wizard and you take the money out of their pocket. So you should actually still be in the mindset of creating more value for them. And ideally, you send them somewhere where they can, let's say, voluntarily gather more value. So the second thing I would mention here, I said the banner, right? That's LinkedIn profile. But you have to create assets, assets that you can give away for free for your clients. So for example, it should be rather a soft call to action, like, you know, um, this event I'm hosting, or um, I don't know, this podcast episode, or just like what I'm doing, for example, I'm, uh, you know, hiring, hiring, uh, I don't know, nurses for hospitals, I don't know. Um, uh, Like rather that than, hey, talk to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, cool. And what did you say? Because I also like mentioned it before, I think some people also like fail kind of in building their personal brands. For example, an example in podcasting, like most podcasts, like they stop after 12 episodes. So I think it's the same on LinkedIn. Most people, they want to post on LinkedIn, but then they stop. What would you say are like mistakes um, other than just not being consistent uh, when building a LinkedIn profile? Yeah, uh, good good point. I mean, I thought also I was going to quit after some time. And, and the men- what you mentioned about the podcast is also very true. Uh, I mean, I could ask you the question, what made you continue? But, you know, you asked me the question. It's, I think, two main elements of, of a mistake that you have maybe on your LinkedIn profile is, uh, first of all, you don't have a clear strategy. So what do you want, what do you want to try to achieve? Is it just that you want to, you know, gather profile views or do you want to just present your face to the world? That's nice, but it's just an exercise in vanity. So you have to have a clear strategy. You want to be able to achieve something. And ideally, the strategy is you want to become a thought leader in a certain field. So this this requires that you study your topics, that you over time make mistakes, and that you also um, be recognized for one key element that you are able to solve. And the second maybe point uh, about building the profile or a, a common mistake is you overstimulate people. So they come to your profile and then you think, finally, hey, this is the time for me to present everything that I achieve and that I do. And so your banner is full with information and I don't recognize what you do. So keep it simple, keep it short, keep it precise and tell me where to go. So if I come to your profile and you don't tell me where I should go next, then I will leave the profile. So this goes back again to the call to action. A soft call to action. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great point. Um, 
So now, like, I think everything is clear for the profile, just like some insights for me. Uh, I have one spreadsheet, one big spreadsheet, where I work together with somebody on my team. Um, and on this spreadsheet, I have a, a plan for impressions that I track every week. So like what impressions have I reached? And then I have like content ideas and findings. So basically um, ideas of content and that's like split under like, when I can I experience something and I have an idea, I just like put it in. And then I also um, have the concept and the, the post, the initial post. So out of the idea that I just collect, they get the concept and then and like initial post because some people say, I, I don't know what to post. I think um, if you post about something um, that you basically work on all week, yeah. you have to come up with some ideas. Um, otherwise, I think, yeah, uh, you're not that passionate about what you do probably. So... Um, just like some, some insights, like from, from posting on my set, but, um, posting aside, I think, um, building LinkedIn profile is not why we're mainly here. I think we're both sales guys, uh, in a way. So planning and strategy. So outreach, I think this is the trickiest question. And, um, a lot of talk about email and like basically, yeah, um, cold calling in outreach. But LinkedIn outreach, I actually read not too much things about. So what are key considerations when like planning a LinkedIn outreach campaign? Good point. So uh, it's true. There is no real concept that I've also come under. Email is, is different, cold calling as well. I, or at Sales Playbook, we like to say there are three main components and two have come also additionally now. So the three main components are the who, the what, the how. The who is simply who are you going to speak to? Who are you going to target? That's your ICP list, your, your target accounts. We're going to talk maybe about list generation later. The second point is the what. So what are you going to say? What's the message? That's your, your strategy basically in that element. It might be sending them a message to an invitation to an event. It might be a message where you send them to a meeting link. That is depending on this. Uh, and the third is the how, the architecture. So how do you actually reach out to people? Uh, how does a funnel look like? Are you going to go out with the message right away in the connection request? Do you wait some a couple of days? Do you like the post first, right? Like all these little things. And again, the funnel, which I cannot stop speaking about, have a clear strategy. If you send out a message with your meeting link via in-mail and they ignore it the first time, you're probably done with them. They're not going to come back to you. So uh, maybe you want to warm them up first. Maybe you want to talk to them first, open a conversation first. So this is all tied together. Now, two further components that I believe have come together, uh, and actually they've been there before, but maybe we're just not aware of it, is awareness. So before you reach out to somebody, I believe it's better, you have much higher chances if you have if people have seen you before. They don't even have to agree with your content. They don't even have to know what you're actually talking about, but they've seen you before. And the, the, the final part is what I call the value field. So you build the awareness, then you reach out to the person, and again, send them somewhere where they want to go. Uh, I think the whole notion of sending somebody to a meeting is is done on LinkedIn. People don't go with that mindset over there. And you should send them somewhere where they get more value, where they are actually connected with other peers. And like in terms of outreach st strategies. So um, now like I said, okay, yeah, like try to talk to them, try to talk about something. So um, what are like things that you look how do you build a conversation is it like do you like deeply go into the profile and directly address the problem or is it just hey um 
I saw you had posted a picture with a dog. I like dogs, <laughs> for example. I think a common mistake that that we make in Outbound is we have not defined if our problem is urgent or not. If you have an urgent problem, then I don't have to speak to you too much back and forth. It's not a nice to have. If you can solve my issue right now, then you can send me a message and say, hey, people that we speak to, they have this issue and we've solved this for you know XY clients. Is this worth a chat? So if this is relevant, if this is urgent for me, I'm going to hop on the call. So that's where I say meetings still so work. But in most cases, the problem that you solve is not that urgent. So what you should be doing on LinkedIn is opening up the conversation. I think that LinkedIn is a place where you should be working on a message that is one-to-one, not one-to-many. If I get a message from you that it feels like it's sent to many other people, I'm not going to respect it as much. So please make sure when you send me a message that you at least give me the impression that you spent a minute on my profile. And by that, I don't mean, hey, I saw that you work at Sales Playbook. Uh, Nice to talk to you. It's something more unique. You know, people actually leave cues on their LinkedIn profile, something that is special about me. This is not vanity. This is just a, a certain, you know, uh, you, you stick out of the crowd if you tell me something personal. And that's where you start the conversation. Maybe you give me a compliment about something that I've been doing. And then I will sooner or later in the social selling context, I will ask you back, like, what do you do? And that's where you can pitch. Absolutely agree with you. So, um, in general, what do you say, like, um, okay, you have the outreach, but I, what, what I heard often is that um, basically in the first connection request, don't write any message. Um, so that's the first part of the question. What do you think about that? Like just sending a connection request. And the second part is what I heard is voice messages work quite well because you obviously cannot do it at scale. Yeah, exactly. As far as I know. That's, that's the thing. I think... Uh, I, we, we've seen this with our clients. It does work when you send the connection request with the message first. It's not recommended though because you burn through a lot of leads. Because again, when you send a connection request with the message, you're basically saying, I'm trying to sell you something. And it's okay. You know, We're all about buyers and sellers all the time. Uh, but LinkedIn offers so much more than that. So if you go out with connection request and message, be sure that it's an urgent problem and that you've tailored the message very, very specifically. Also, don't do this. Don't do campaigns of hundreds of people and try this out and then realize it didn't work. Keep it small. You know, Iterate over very small campaigns, maybe 30 to 50 people a week maximum. And you send this out with the message and you see what the connection request, what the connection rate is and what the, what the response rate is. What I see from, from the data that we have is that when you send messages through the first connection request, that the connection request, uh, sorry, the connection rate is lower, but the response rate is actually higher. So it's a good way to test your message, actually. And the second uh, question yeah. was, sorry, you had the, the, the in-mails or like the first message and you had a second question. The voice memos. What do you think about voice memos? Yeah, fantastic. I would even recommend video video uh, messages. Both work fantastically. Yeah. And and you feel compelled. Yeah, video, I, I, I haven't get, gotten a video message on LinkedIn yet. So okay. um, I'll send you one. Feel free to sell me something. <laughs> Tell me something. Yeah. Um, so like I, I'm reading on your notes. Um, selling solely on LinkedIn is a rookie move. What a statement. So what do you think? Are there sellers out there that just sell on LinkedIn? And do you think there's just a way around multi-channel? Like basically just when talking about like tech sales, um, would you say multi-channel is a must? 
Yeah, this is a maybe a controversial point uh, that I'm making. The thing is, again, there's certain there's certain parameters that you have to have in place in order to just rely on LinkedIn. I think if you are if you have so much authority, you know, if you've recognized, if you have a lot of followers, if you have a very specific topic that you speak about all the time, then yes, then you don't have to call people extra or or send them an email or whatever. That's that might be enough. But let's face it, most of us are not there yet. So what happens is that people, when they try to do everything just over LinkedIn, it's not enough time to build the trust. You know, LinkedIn is, uh, as far as I'm seeing this, actually an addition to the rest of something. It's actually a place where people can inform themselves about you, about what you do, who you are, uh, what you achieve. And then they might reach out, but they might not reach out. So that's why I say don't yeah. just rely on it. Actually pick up the phone or send an email as well. Absolutely. Um, agreed. Agreed here. So I think multi-channel is the best way. I think my friend Jan Mundorf um, said it well. You need to be as a good seller, like a footballer. You need to score goals with your head, right foot, left foot, <laughs> sometimes even with your hips. So that was my uh, favorite analogy to multi-channel. Cheers uh, to Jan if you hear that. Um, but yeah, so like one other thing is also, um, and I saw you, you made a post that um, like, um, yeah, I remember is... Um, one filter that basically stuck out and I, we can link the post or I will link, link the post um, into the show notes if I uh, don't forget it. Um, what is like this one filter or what in, are in general some filters in sales now that you can um, basically leverage for LinkedIn outbound? I think it was uh, post, post, posted on LinkedIn. Correct. Yeah. On Sales Navigator, there's this one filter called Posted on LinkedIn. It gives you an indication of somebody that is actually active on LinkedIn in one way or the other. So it's not exhaustively. So let's be clear about this. You might be on LinkedIn regularly, but posted on LinkedIn means that you did something, you posted, you reposted, or you posted something in the last three months. So, you know, if I haven't done even that, it's unlikely that I'm somebody who comes often to the LinkedIn marketplace. So you can still contact the people that do not have this filter activated or that are not part of that list. That's fine. But prioritize it. If you have a list of 2000 people, and you will see it's around like 300 people normally that have posted something on LinkedIn. Focus on them first. They're most likely going to answer or be active on LinkedIn. And in mm, general, absolutely, I think that um, people overcomplicate the the whole the whole filtering and stuff. It's it's just a first estimate of information that you get from the client. I, I think that relying solely on Sales Navigator, if you have it, if it works for you, fine. But otherwise, you have to enrich the data somewhere else. So. I think that you you select certain filters, you know, job titles, uh, company headcount. I think there's they're all great because they're all the, the basic firmographics that we have, and that's about it. I think industry is something that people like to filter by, but I've heard this many times. The industry filter is a is a leaky filter because some people believe that industry is the industry that they work in as a as a person, and others believe it's the one from the company. So it's you know, you exclude certain people. So you can try it, but I would rather get a high value list or sorry, a high level list, take this one with 2,500 entries and then import it into Clay and over Clay, which is the workflow, they can select, you know, scrape the data and get much clearer information about what the company does. And then you can select by industry or by awards or by posts that they've done, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Really, really cool. So, Another topic is, and I think it's like a rather short one, but I think it's just important to cover also, is the 
ways of outreach. And what I mean, there are different channels on LinkedIn. I call them whatever you want. They're connection requests. They're emails. They're groups. There's commenting. Is there something else? No, I think that's it. Those four. Um, those four challenge channels that you can basically use. Or you can also comment in those articles, but let's leave this out. Let's leave this out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, so these are the channels. So what is your experience with them? And would you say um, it's not that relevant in which channel you write? It's just relevant that what you write is relevant to the prospect. Mm -hmm. Not relevancy, mm -hmm. relevancy in that in that sense. Good point. I, I think uh, let's start with groups, which I think is the most missed, misused one. I think groups have a certain value, like there is a need for it, but LinkedIn doesn't fulfill it. You know, I, I'm in several groups and I never receive something interesting there. Uh, I think it's more for people to, to I, I don't even know what the group does, to be honest. <laughs> Me neither. Just be in there, be in yeah. there and exist. And and that filter exists on, on SalesNav as well. But honestly, it's just, I think there is a need for groups, but it's somewhere else. It's not on LinkedIn. So don't, don't use the groups. Um, then commenting, I think, is completely undervalued. I, I realized this recently. Uh, uh, strategy here I can give you right away is pick 10 top accounts where you want to gather the eyeballs from. So if there's a guy, Adam Robinson, for example, amazing guy talking about you know, how he's building his startup and he knows a lot about revenue and go-to-market, etc. When he posts something, he has like over 500 people engaging and commenting. So his impressions must be you know, in the hundreds of thousands. So if you go and comment there and you're one of the first ones, people will eventually see your post or they will see your comment. So you can get much more impressions over the comment and then they might go to your profile. So again, that's that's again the, the key, the North Star metric, get people to come to your profile. So definitely use comments more. I don't use them, but this is just because I suck at it. <laughs> so I should be doing it much more. And then you have uh, direct message. I think we talked about this. Um, I believe that you're you're wasting your ammunition. I think you should first of all think about growing a network. Think about this way: you can send around 100 connection requests per week. Let's say you have a list and it's full ICP, and you connect with 100 people over a week. Ideally, you know everybody just accepts it, and so you you do this over weeks and weeks and weeks. In a couple of time, you will have 1,000 new ICP clients or, or prospects in your network. What's the best way? Should you blast out a message and, and burn through them? Or should you actually you know, nurture them over the content you're creating? That's 1,000 people seeing that you know what you're talking about. And then whenever you want, you can start small campaigns and reach them out with the message. Ideally, you ask for advice. That's, that's in my opinion, the best thing that works. Yeah, absolutely. And just like one short sentence, do you think like automation on LinkedIn has its right to exist? And what would you automate? <laughs> it it does have its right to exist. I, I definitely think so. Okay. Um, I think it's it doesn't have the right to be abused, though. Yeah. And what do you say then? Because I think uh, let's not talk about how to abuse it because people know. Um, <laughs> let's talk about how do you use it in a like sensible way? So do you think just like connecting them and like, is it just the mindset, hey, I have 100 shots a week? And I rather like just connect with relevant people and write no message and hope that they accept. And then I can write them a like better message instead of just not using that. Would you say that is the mindset and that is what you use, should use connections for? Uh, good question. I think the first thing is the automation tool helps you a lot of 
eliminating manual labor. So you can send 30 connection requests a day roundabout, um, maybe a bit less. And you could do this manually, but let the automation tool do this for you. You know, that's just, that's just a, a very easy way. And then second of all, you can also invite these people to events. You can invite these people to to certain places. I think that's also completely valid. If I get a if I get a you know general message that gets sent to everybody in the world, but it's a nice message that you know provides value to me because I can inform myself about certain things in a certain place, then I'm happy to get that automation in, as well in place. So I think for these two things, and maybe a third one as well, I think something that that is undervalued is. Uh, inbound, so to speak. So inbound, not in the sense that they actually book a meeting with you, but they visit your profile. I think there's a good way that via automation tools that you send a, a message to these people and say, hey, saw you saw my profile. Um, if you've found anything interesting, always happy to talk with you. You know, something like mm-hmm. that. You just reach out to the person and that's fine. That's not abusing. That's just, you know, being being uh, aware of, of people being being on your profile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's also better than just like letting them forget you and yeah, exactly. uh, go exactly. to the next, go to the next profile. So, um, absolutely agree with you on that. Um, but yeah, automation is abused currently, in my opinion. But, um, like one more question. What would you say? Like, because we talked a lot about like posting, being present on LinkedIn, building your campaign. And I think, um, there's a lot of companies like, you know, Clio, Jan Mundorf, who is like a great influencer um, in, in, in Germany, in the sales space. Um, what do you say? How do you even, or should you even um, invest time to engage your sales team? Hey, post on LinkedIn, come on. Um, and how do you find an incentive for making them posts? Because I remember a few years ago, um, people laughed at you when you post on LinkedIn. I heard it. Um, I wasn't on the map then. Uh, maybe in a few years, people will be laughing at you if you don't post on LinkedIn. So maybe maybe times will turn. Uh, good question. I, I, I'm somebody who got incentivized by my manager, by my boss, basically. Uh, Manuel, if you're hearing this, <laughs> thanks again for that. Uh, you really put me on a, on a great journey. I think the point is that it's beneficial for both sides. It's very symbiotic. So on the one side, if you hire somebody, you can use LinkedIn as a, a place where you start sharing your knowledge. So I started this because I had to present certain things in the company that I didn't understand. So I said, okay, let me, you know, in order for me to understand it, I have to be able to write it down in a way that everybody else can can understand it. So then I know I can teach it. So you use this as a as a start. And at the same time, it's you're building your net worth there. You know, you're building your network, but also your net worth because People will become present of who you are and what you do, and they will send you messages. They will, they will book meetings with you. I, you asked me about the inbound. Uh, I don't get so much inbound for sales playbook, but I get a lot of uh, job requests for me. So people say, "Hey, would you like to join my company, etc." So that's that's great on the one side. You know, you you really put your face out there, and you get recognition. And uh, for the for the employer, basically. It's also beneficial because you get eyeballs, you get awareness. Every time your rep posts something, you, the the company name is in the headline, and people understand that you're present, that you put your name out there, and you stand for something. So it's beneficial for both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think one of like to summarize. So now, so what? Like uh, I, in consulting, you say so what? So um, <laughs> how do you now if I am a decision maker. How do you now get to 
get like make me reply on LinkedIn. It's 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 easy. Like um like from starting from to post like how what what are the factors that need to be included that I'm as your decision maker I now reply and say hey Diego let's go on a meeting um you're very relevant relevant to me. So you want a, a step by step guide. Yeah. So basically, um, what's what, what's necessary in the message? So from from my point of view, um, what's necessary to make me reply? What steps? I I think keeping it simple. I mean, again, if it's something urgent, uh, use the template. I think this works best. Say, hey, we work with, and then you mention clients that are actually in their you know in their field that that are similar to me. Uh, we work with these clients. Uh, we they mentioned the problem of again always problem centric and we have solved this x times we've solved this for them is this worth a chat so again the biggest trigger for me is if you mention my competitor so if you tell me competitor x has this problem and we solved this for them i'm like okay wait a minute this is super relevant for me as well so again relevancy is 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 key and urgency is also key otherwise if you do not have that i would go with something about asking for advice uh, not cheeky, not, 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 it must be honest. You know, you should be asking something for, Hey, uh, I saw that you're doing this and this and this, I currently have a similar issue. Uh, could I ask you for advice about this? You know, and if people answer back and they're nice, you start a social conversation, which is the whole point of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great insights. Very, very interesting. So, um, do you have just to summarize some final words for, um, people who want to start out on LinkedIn, but they're not sure because they're maybe insecure or uh, they're maybe scared that people laugh at them. I don't know. So uh, what is your advice for them? Definitely start. Start in the end. You make you worry much more than this than, than the problem actually is. People will not laugh at you. if They will be laughing at you if you, I don't know, if you start posting memes that are not funny or whatever. But it, business, uh, LinkedIn is a business platform. If you write things that you know are maybe not relevant or interesting, that's completely fine. Just start. It's the best place to build your brand, really. And this is the asset that you will take with you forever. So this is this is what you're gonna build. This is what people are gonna hire you for. And the marketplace is agile. You know, you might be uh, good in something today, but good in or bad in something tomorrow. But if you can show that you're a problem solver, and I think over LinkedIn you can show the showcases actually uh, very well. Uh, then this this makes you super valuable. You you're worth basically buckets of gold. So just start, really start and stick to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think yeah, um, people. Uh, you say you you keep your inboxes clean. I heard. So um, if people are seeking for advice, uh, I think you're also planning to create some uh, LinkedIn playbook. Is that right? I, I have it. Yeah, I have it. It's always being updated. We call it the LinkedIn concept. It's already fifty pages long. It's so many things in there. We're, we're building it yeah, as we speak. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So stay t- tuned and uh, yeah, definitely reach out to Diego. Um, he's a huge value add and also a nice guy. So um, if you're in Vienna, uh, then meet him for a coffee and otherwise also reach out to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was it. Uh, last words to you. Thanks for the nice episode. And uh, yeah. Thank you, Alex, for reaching out to me on LinkedIn, uh, based maybe on the things that I posted and giving me this opportunity to speak about it. So thank you. Kudos to you. Great questions. Super excited to see this being promoted and launched.